Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, we're looking at things regarding Christ as King. Uh, Jesus, and, and we're tying it into, uh, obviously, the, the birth of Christ. Because with this, the wise men, when they came, they said they have seen the star of him who is born King of the Jews. If you would, again, their phrase was, he was born the King of the Jews. It was his, if you would, by divine right. Now, with this, we've been looking at a variety of things in regard to that. And, and today, I want to uh, look at 1 Corinthians 15, and we'll read verses 24 and 25. Now, because of what surrounds this passage, there is one verse that, um, that kind of gets overlooked and just kind of gets put off out into the future because of everything else that's around it. Now, this passage, he's talking about the end. Matter of fact, verse 24 begins, then comes the end. And because of that, we relegate all of this, but he, makes, he inserts a statement in the middle of it that it's important for us to understand. Because to a large extent, we don't think of Jesus being the king now. He was born to be the king. Psalms 2 tells us that the Father gave him all the nations of the earth on the day of the resurrection as his inheritance. Jesus even made the statement, All power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. We, we so much relegate Jesus as king to the future. But his kingdom, and this is what we talked about yesterday, his kingdom doesn't function like this world. And that's why so many people think his kingdom isn't in this world. It's not of this world, but it is in this world. And so here, let's go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 15, 24 and 25. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule, all authority, and all power. See, from that standpoint, what we're looking at there is, is that Jesus will come and he will reign and rule on the earth. This is what we would refer to as the millennial reign of Christ. Now, that obviously has to do with the end times. It's right before the new heaven and the new earth. So that statement is, as he says, then comes the end. But look at verse 25. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So he's talking about how in the end, all power and all authority 
will be under Christ. There will be no renegade authority. That really doesn't mean that Christ will uh, exercise all authority. And by that, I mean we are kings of kings. King, he's the king of kings, and we are those kings that he is of. Because he's made us, according to Revelation chapter 1, kings and priests unto God. But the difference is he delegate the delegated authority that he has given us we will be submitted to him we won't have this flesh to deal with anymore and and our imperfections will be gone thank god we will be submitted to him at that point the end of all rule and authority what that is really referring to it's not that other people will not have delegated authority but all authority will be submitted to christ and he will be all in all, and everything will flow out from him. We don't see that today. Uh, there are rulers today that are doing their own thing. There are rulers today violating his ordinances. There are rulers today walking contrary to God, and that they, their authority comes from God, Romans 13, it comes from them, but they are not submitted to him. They are not in alignment with him. We've talked a little bit about reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation, where things are aligned with God. They're not in alignment with God. I'll just throw this out. Any politician that uh, really believes in abortion, with the exception of the mother's life, is not in alignment with God. They're just not. And we readily understand in that area that we should be working to bring our laws into alignment with God. But it shouldn't just be the subject of abortion. It should be. that That is certainly one of the major ones. But there are other things that need to come into alignment with God. And here, verse 25, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Right now, there are people not in alignment with God. They, and and that, that doesn't just refer to uh, government officials. It's all humans. Because God has delegated authority to us all. Genesis 1 uh, 26, let us make man, let them have dominion. Every human being has authority. Every human being has an element of dominion that God has delegated to them. Let's look at it at the very uh, basic level. God has given you dominion over your body. What you do with it. God has given you dominion over your mouth. You choose what comes out of your mouth. At that point, what comes out of our mouth should be in alignment with God. But maybe it's not always. And in those moments, we're not in alignment. That needs to be reconciled to God. And once we've messed up, the only way you can get it reconciled is through the blood of Jesus. 
because it's already happened, but thank God his blood wipes that out. But with this, all of us at times are not in submission to God. We're not in submission to Christ. But he reigns. See, he's reigning now. He's not waiting to reign. He is continuing to reign. He is reigning till his enemies are made his footstool. All things do not get reconciled to God until the end. But that doesn't mean he's not reigning now. Again, as the wise men ask, where is he born king of the Jews? Where is he to be born? At that point, and and Bethlehem, they said, quoting uh, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, O Bethlehem, though small among the tribes, yet from you shall come he that was from everlasting, but he will rule. And the thing of it is, He's not waiting to rule. He is ruling till his enemies are made his footstool. Now the question becomes in some of this is are we helping him? Are we helping him? Are we helping bring things into alignment with God? Are we helping to reconcile the world to Christ. Obviously, the most important aspect of that is the person's heart, becoming born again, coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's where true reconciliation with God begins. But that is the beginning. We should continue to grow and we should continue to reconcile more and more of our lives to Him so that his reign over our lives continues to increase, where we have fewer and fewer areas of our lives that are not reconciled to him, that they are not in submission to him. Those things, that's, that's really what we call spiritual growth. It is working to reconcile our lives under his reign. Now, with this, is, is that where we stop? Or if you would, and again, this is one of the things that's more acceptable, is do we bring our immediate family, you know, as parents and so forth, do we bring our family into alignment with God? We should, yes, in every way that we can as it grows. We should bring up our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord so that his reign in their lives continue. Now, with this, should it end there? You know, obviously, when it comes to church, we should allow Christ to reign and be in alignment with him in the church that we go to and, and everything pursuing being more and more in alignment with God. But does it end there? No, it shouldn't. Every aspect of our lives, including government, because he is the king of kings. He is reigning and ruling right now. He was born to be the king. And 
upon his resurrection, God delivered all power to him in heaven and on earth. He's not waiting to get that power on earth. He's got it now. But we are in a diplomatic phase. He has already conquered. He has already won. And right now, he is giving the inhabitants of the earth time to reconcile to him. But the day is coming when the trumpet will sound. And I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm talking about the second advent. When all, well, and actually even in the rapture, if you would, diplomatic means will come to an end to a large extent. There will still be offers, but there's a time coming when God will withdraw his ambassadors because he's getting ready to pour out his wrath. He, he will move from a diplomatic phase to a militaristic phase where he will pour out his wrath on the earth and he will withdraw his ambassadors. He'll get all his diplomats out, if you would, before he does that. There will still be those who will be able to do it. But during those seven years, he will be bringing his wrath on the earth. It will be, if you would, a militaristic form to conquer, ending with the Battle of Armageddon, where he will, he will defeat all the armies of the earth, and then he will establish his kingdom on earth because he's been the king for a long time. God bless you. See you. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3.1.2 Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com